Hey, it's Rob here, back with another episode. Thank you for tuning in. And in today's episode, I'd like to have a conversation about motivation. Uh, I find it a fascinating subject. I believe the root of the word motivation is motive. So having a motive for doing something, for taking action. And I'm very curious about motives and about action and the degree to which people take action or don't take action. So that's what today's episode is really all about. I might go off on some tangents here, but we'll come back to the central point. But let's talk about why it is we know what to do to create a better result and yet still don't do it. Because I think it's true to say that most people have a desire for something. It might be for more of something. For, they want more of something. Now, money is an easy one to, to use as, a, as an example. Most people want more money than they've currently got. They want to increase their earnings, have more money. Now, for some people, that's about buying something. It's for a new car, or a new house, or new holidays, a better lifestyle, a new wardrobe, paying for an event, whatever it is. And that's, that's all great. For some people, what they want the money for is to feel more secure. And that's not so great. It's understandable, but it's not so great because the feelings of security have to come first. The money, the money will follow the feelings of security. Pursuing money to feel secure is going to keep the money at arm's length. Or if the money does come in, if we're feeling insecure and uncertain or when it comes to money and financial stability, things are going to show up in our lives, expenses, costs, unexpected repairs that are going to cause us to take two steps forward and two steps back. But that's perhaps uh, a separate episode in and of itself. But most people want more of something or they want, they've got something that they don't want. That's maybe less obvious when we think about it, but some people are overweight and they would like to lose a bit of weight. So they've got something in their lives that they're not happy with, or that might be a health condition, or they've got something going on in a relationship construct that they would like not to be going on. So people are wanting change in their lives, either to have something they've not got or to not have something they do have. And for the most part, not always, People know what they need to do to get a better result than they're currently getting. They might not like the idea of it, but they know some of what they could be doing to support themselves to move towards their objective. And this is where we start to get into, well, why don't people do what they know they need to do? And depending on who you listen to, and if you read personal development books, a lot of the people in that sphere, are talking about the motivating forces of pain and pleasure. And, and that's okay. Uh, so let's just have a look at that because not many people talk about pain and pleasure as motivators in a completely holistic construct. So they, they say, well, look at the pain of being where you are and then look at the pleasure of where you want to get to and then use those two as, as you know, motivational forces. But actually, I think there's far more to it than that. There's looking at the pain of where you are. So let's take weight loss as an example. Let's look at the pain of where you are while you're overweight. What's the pain of that? 
well, I'm overweight, I don't have the energy that I might like to have, uh, I can't move my body as readily, I feel tired in the afternoons, I get a bit embarrassed when I go out, I don't like being overweight, I'm very self-conscious about it. I'm also aware that being overweight is linked to uh, disease and I'm worried sometimes I have, sometimes I worry that I'm going to have a heart attack or become ill and not, not be able to work and all of that stuff. So we could, we could put together a long list of things that we might describe as painful relative to being overweight. And then we could say, okay, well, what's the pleasure of being overweight? And when you ask that question, most people would look at you and say, well, I don't have any pleasure from being overweight. I'd say, well, arguably you do, actually. Think about it. Well, the pleasure of not creating change would be, of remaining overweight, would be that you get to keep eating all the foods that you love and enjoy and, that, uh, and drinking the beer and um, all the rest of it. Uh, that, that might be one and so on. So there's always, where there's pain, there's always pleasure from maintaining the status quo. And then we flip to the other side and we say, okay, well, what's the pleasure you associate with losing the weight? Well, that would be great. I'd feel so much better. I'd feel more confident. Um, I'd move more easily. I'd have more energy. Um, I'd get into new clothes, etc., etc. And what about the pain of that? And again, most people would say, well, what do you mean the pain? I'd love to lose weight. I don't see any pain with that. What's the pain you associate, consciously or otherwise, with losing weight? Well, I'd have to give up some of the foods that I really enjoy, like the chocolate biscuits in the afternoon and my Friday night curries and stuff like that. I'd probably have to moderate that, maybe drink less lager, and I don't like the idea of that very much. And also I'd have to move my body more, maybe go to the gym and exercise and go through the discomfort of that. Um, and I might even have to buy a new set of clothes and then there's cost for that involved and so on and so forth. So what I'm trying to illustrate here is there's always pain and pleasure on both sides, both sides of the coin, staying as you are and creating the change. And bringing it out into the light can be really helpful. The other thing that's helpful from a motivation standpoint is time. Using time, rolling forward in time, because the pain of staying as we are today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next quarter, next year, that may not be that significant. But if we look at the trajectory of our lives and say, well, what's the, what happens if you don't create change? What happens if you don't create the shift? Where are you going to be in five years or 10 years or 20 years? And if you use a trajectory, let's stick with the weight. One as an as a example, because it's, it's easy to use, but you know, if you've been putting on half a stone a year for the last five years or the last 10 years, where does that take you in 10 years' time or 20 years' time when you're also 20 years older? What's the likelihood of you still being around? So time can be a great motivator from a pain perspective, but also from a pleasure perspective. What if you got this shift and you made that shift by Christmas rather than by next year or the year after? Because often what determines our time frame when we set a goal, it's just our underlying belief system and it's just a belief. It's not the truth, but it becomes our truth. So the point here is pain and pleasure, factoring those into the equation. However, I believe the, using those as motivational tools, if you like, or forces, whilst they can be powerful, they're typically temporary for people. 
people go on or go on a diet, they galvanize themselves for losing weight, they get attached to the idea of it, so on and so forth, and they move themselves into action. But it's often short-lived, it doesn't last, and then the weight goes back on. Or they come up with some new initiative for making money, a new strategy or plan or doing stuff, and again, it's short-lived. And the point I want to make here is it's because they're, they're moving into action on the back of having had an emotional connection to the pain or pleasure, but one that isn't sustained. And what's more powerful as a creative force for creating change, the only creative force on the planet is our imagination and embodying the state of our wish fulfilled. So many people are trying to come at changing their lives from the state of their life being as it is. And it can't be done. We can't come at creating wealth from a state of lack. We can't come at, we can't, sorry, we can't succeed at creating wealth from a state of lack. We can't succeed at losing weight and becoming slim, fit and healthy from a state of being overweight. And by state, I mean what the state of consciousness that we're choosing to embody. But we have this innate ability as human beings, as God's highest form of creation, to use our imagination to imagine a future for ourselves and to embody the state of the wish fulfilled. We can shift our physiology through our imagination. And when we learn how to do that to the point where it becomes natural, then our actions and behaviours and the circumstances and events line up to objectify our results in harmony with our state. Because our, it's our states that we're creating from all the time. And that's the missing link for most people, I believe. When they're going about trying to lose weight and looking at the, often looking at the pain of that objective. Oh, I've got to give up this. I'm on a diet. I mean, look at the first three words of the, le of the word diet, the first three letters of the word diet. That's how most people feel when they're on one. Because they're in their current state. They're in the state of being the person who's in denial, who's trying to lose weight, rather than being in the state of the person who's already lost the weight. And then the actions and behaviors become seamless and easy. And that is how it works. Even, even though our consciousness causes us to, be, to deceive ourselves relative to that. We make up excuses. We justify our actions and behaviors. And we justify things. Well, I was traveling this month, so it wasn't easy to eat healthy food. Or I had this unexpected bill, or this happened and this happened, and therefore I've got no money. No, it's the underlying state of consciousness that's the reason that you were drawn to eating all the wrong foods. It had nothing to do with you traveling. I, I, we, be, we, become, we don't change our diet to become healthy. Our diet changes because we've become healthy. I don't know if I said that the right way around or not. So that's it. Pain and pleasure on both sides of the coin. Don't overlook those. But equally, don't get enmeshed in the pain. Get enmeshed in the pleasure and get entangled with the state of consciousness that's in harmony with the wish already fulfilled. Embody the state, the wealth, the wealth consciousness, the state of being wealthy, 
rather than the state of being insecure and not having enough, and the money will follow. But it can't work the other way around, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, etc., etc. Anyway, that's it for me. 12 and a half minutes under the 15-minute radar. Uh, see you on the next episode. Thanks a lot. Bye.